0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Monday Motivation. This is Rabbi Garfinkel of Project 613 here in Chicago on Tu Bishvat. Yes, the exciting holiday of Tu Bishvat that I know you are all excited to hear about. The lessons are powerful, and lots of motivation comes from this beautiful holiday. So thank you for joining me on this Monday. And so yes, I know everyone had Tubishvat marked on their calendars. or even better, everyone has Jewish calendars on their fridge at home. and you knew that tonight, Sunday night and Monday are Tubishvat. Well, Tubishvat is an incredible holiday, one of those unsung holidays. And I have to share with you a very funny tweet. Now, I can't take credit for this. It was actually really funny. Uh, brought to me by my good friend and colleague, Rabbi Yaakov Florence. And he brought a tweet from someone named Sidelock Holmes. I, it looks like Sherlock Holmes' his little picture there. Anyway, he says about Tu B'Shvat. It's really funny. Okay, ready? He says, we finally have a holiday where no one tried to kill us. And we celebrate by eating dried fruit. <laughs> okay. So, right, you know the joke, right? They tried to kill us. Uh, we won. Let's eat. That is basically the summary of all Jewish holidays. It's actually not the summary of all Jewish holidays, but a few of them at least. Anyway, so what's this whole business? Dried fruit. What's going on? Tu What is this holiday all about? Okay. So, in the sources, actually in the Mishnah, which is the integral, basic, fundamental work of the oral law, of which the Gemara, the Talmud, was the commentary upon that. And the Mishnah was codified in the year 200 by Rabbi Huda Hanassi, of Judah the Prince, who was the leader of the Jewish people and said, look, this oral Torah that has been given down to us from generation to generation for over a thousand years is going to get lost due to the political considerations and the Romans, etc. going on. So we need to write it down. They wrote it down in a very cryptic way that would guarantee that would be more discussion. So the oral law continues until this very day. So in that mission, we talks about what is Tu B'Shvat. Tu B'Shvat is Rosh Hashanah Le'Ilanos. It is the beginning of the year, like the Rosh Hashanah that we know. Uh, the Mishnah actually talks about four different types of Rosh Hashanahs, right? And we all understand there's a, a calendar year, there's a fiscal year, there's different ways of counting the year, different momentous occasions, pivots, new installations of energy or ways of marking the year. So uh, on Tubishvat, according to Base Hillel, we celebrate uh, the Rosh Chodesh of the Ilanos, the not, excuse me, the Rosh Hashanah, the new year of the trees. Okay, so, okay, great, Rabbi, thanks so much. It's in a Mishnah, but what really does it mean? Okay, so let's go a little bit deeper, and hopefully we're going to be able to, to answer these questions. All right, so the pasuk, the verse in Deuteronomy, what a great word, Deuteronomy. But we're not going to use it. We're going to use the Hebrew one, Devarim. Devarim, chapter 20, verse 19. This has an incredible little sentence fragment in the verse. And it says, Ki et hasadeh, That a person is like a tree of the field okay so i'm from california is this the ultimate source for tree hugging yes go out and hug a tree and life will be good okay well maybe not but so what is this but clearly the torah is telling us that a human being and a tree uh are, are very similar have similar properties so what is it Okay, and the commentators explain something absolutely fascinating. That really, a human being is, drumroll please, an upside down tree. Yes, you heard it. An upside down tree. What does it mean? Well, a regular tree grows and its roots are in the ground it draws its nourishment from the water and the minerals and everything that it comes up from the ground that's where a tree draws its nourishment from but what is a human being a human being is an upside down tree that we draw our nourishment we have our roots in heaven with the Almighty Hashem sends our Neshama to us back every day. And it fills our body. And But we're still rooted in heaven. We are rooted in Hashem, in Hashem, in God. And God every day breathes in and pumps in energy for us every day. And what is the message of these roots? This energy that gets pumped into us every day. Hashem is telling us, hey guys just like that tree grows from the nourishment that I'm giving it, that's your mission. Your mission is to use the divine intelligence and the energy and all of the gift of your neshama, of your soul, that I'm renewing every day that you nourish from heaven, to grow, to grow, to be the best Jew that you can be. And, you know... actually there are many ways to boil down what is our purpose in this world our purpose in this world is really all about growth about developing the raw potential that hashem gave us in terms of our character in terms of who we are and you know people get this when it comes to their career of course i want to develop my career i want to become the best person out you know in terms of certain skill sets if they're an athlete if they're uh, uh, making business deals whatever the scenario is people get it in the secular world the goal is growth but people don't realize that's a distant echo of what our real purpose is is spiritual growth character growth that whatever the almighty notches us based on our nature and our nurture we are supposed to develop from there and by the way People have different nature and nurture. People have different character traits that they're given with in terms of their personality. And people have different socioeconomic statuses. That's fine. Hashem made the world that way. But the question is, what are you going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? And that is the challenge of Tubishvat To make us realize that we are not slaves to ourselves. I can't tell you how many people... I hear from oh you know they're giving someone you know they're saying at a bar bat mitzvah or something like that or oh just stay is just the way you are I like you just the way you are or you know at a birthday party you know just stay the way you are that is the greatest curse ever that is the worst possible curse you could give someone don't grow just be stuck in who you are now we know what they mean you know they they really mean that you're they're. Great the way they are, and that's wonderful. And obviously, I don't want to be the Grinch who stole the Bar Mitzvah blessing, but maybe we could change the language of we love the way you are, keep growing and developing it to become even more of the great person that you can be. Now, I like to call this the Popeye syndrome, right? Popeye, I don't know, you know, thank God this podcast has people who are as uh, young as teenagers and as old as people in their I think even in their 80s, possibly even more listening to this. So uh, when I mentioned Popeye, who knows if people know who Popeye is. Popeye was a very famous cartoon, and he was famous for his statement, I am what I am, and that's all what I am, which means I uh, basically – the storyline was the same every time, that they – he had a girlfriend, uh, Olive Oil, who unfortunately he could never man up and actually – asked to marry his girlfriend and this bad guy Brutus would come along and take uh, take olive oil and then Popeye instead of working on his anger management would pop a can of spinach open and down it and his muscles get big and he beat Brutus to a pulp and this is literally every episode can you imagine this this is the messaging that we're giving to our children right you know just get angry don't work on your control, self control and just beat the pulp out of the other guy okay so that's the Popeye syndrome that is the anti tubishvat message the message of tubishvat. Is growth. I'm not stuck in where I am. I am not locked in to my former patterns. I can be someone new. You know, a bit of moment of personal reflection. You know, in many, actually a few decades ago when I became uh, observant uh, in terms of uh, becoming a Shomer Shambhus, an observant Torah Jew, you know, people would ask, what's the biggest change? And honestly, it wasn't any one particular mitzvah or not. It wasn't taking on Shabbos or keeping kosher or any of the other particular mitzvahs. It was this idea that a Jew needs to be constantly growing in every aspect of his or her life. The Torah demands that we grow. We can't just sit on our spiritual and emotional laurels. We don't settle for spiritual mediocrity. Judaism is not just checking the box of individual activities. It is the way we go through life. And that mindset change. That is a tubishvat mindset. That is a Jewish mindset. Okay. So now... Uh, Let's dig in a little bit deeper in terms of what's going on on Tu B'Shvat itself. So the rabbis explain an amazing thing. That the cycle of the tree is again similar and parallels the cycle of a human being. Now, I grew up in California. There's no seasons. (laughs) There's just... Uh, hot and like not as hot with rain. <laughs> okay. But when I came to Chicago, you really see the seasons. I've done podcasts about, you know, fall, autumn leaves, et cetera. But what we're going to talk about now is that in the middle of the bitter cold winter and boy, oh boy, has it been cold in Chicago recently, is what happens is the the tree Goes into itself. It goes into a like a, almost like a hibernation. It's regenerating itself. So even on the outside, it looks bare. It looks scraggly and you know not very attractive but inside the engines are starting to percolate and that's literally what happens on Tuba Shvat. shvat is when the sap of the tree starts bursting forth, starts coming back up again it's left, it's internal processing mode to begin to go up in the tree and to start that process of beginning the budding of spring now you could you can fool me in Chicago, right? Snow on the ground, ice on the ground, and these dark trees. But inside, inside, there are worlds that are happening. And boy, boy, that is exactly what is going on, or what should be going on within each and every one of us, even in the midst of a dark winter. Tu is that beacon of light that says you got to work on yourself in the winter. You got to like take all of this energy and work on yourself. And then the moment of starting to burst forth is coming. We're halfway, we're almost well, we're beginning our second half of winter towards Pesach, towards Passover, which is springtime and buds and flowering. And there are so many times in our lives that we feel like we're down. That we're down. And and there's nothing to do about it. And we can't change it. No, 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 tu Bishvat is that holiday that reminds us you have sap within you you have neshama within you and it's bursting forth and you just need to tap into it there is never any room for depression in judaism there are very very many moments that we could be sad and mourn but mourning is not depression and Tu in the smack dab in the middle of the winter in dark times is that beacon of hope that we can be better that we do not give into depression that we can be our best selves and so what do we actually do on Tu So the custom is, uh, like the joke we said at the beginning, the custom is actually to have a Tu Bishvat Seder, like a Passover Seder almost, and the Hasidic Rabbis have made a big deal of this, because again, of the implications of what it means, the encouragement, the Monday motivation, the, mon- the motivation of what it means to grow as a Jew, and so to make blessings over fruit, dried fruit, non-dried fruit, regular fruit, and to Appreciate this spiritual connection. This analogy of what a tree is—it's all about growth, and that's what we should be as well. And and life is sweet. The fruit are sweet, and that should remind us that the, just having the opportunity to be alive on God's green earth is a cause for celebration. So, um go out, grab some fruit, enjoy, make your blessings as well. There's also a custom to pray for one's esrog. Now, what does that mean? That In the end of – well, middle end of October, there's a holiday called Sukkot and Sukkot and one of the mitzvahs we do is – to wave the four species. One of those species is this unbelievable lemon citrus-like fruit, which is not a lemon. It's a much more expensive lemon. We pray that we should have a beautiful esrog. Now, what does that mean? That means that on this day of growth, we set our vision. We set our vision for the future of who do we want to be? I want to be a Jew that's going to have a beautiful esrog. I want to be a Jew that has beautiful character. And so, it's not only about the message of renewal and of hope, it's a message of vision. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? That is the challenge of Tubishvat. That is the beautiful opportunity that we all have on Tubishvat. So, God willing, we should have a very meaningful day. And hey, this year Tubishvat fell out on Sunday night and Monday. Perfect for our Monday motivation. God bless. May you be blessed with the power of renewal. May you be blessed with recognizing that your roots are really in heaven and every day receive untold quantities of blessing from Hashem just being alive in this world. And God willing, together we will all grow to be the best Jews that we can be. God bless. Have a great and very happy Tubishvat.